right? I went in for my kiss, and then I came out of the kiss feeling like like something transpired. I looked at her in those same eyes that made me stop in the club that night, and I said, what do you see in me? And she said, I see God in you. Aww. After that, I was like, I'm That is trouble. a line. <laughs> welcome to Dottie's house. I'm Arvia Few, the founder of Dottie, and welcome to our podcast. So what is Dottie? Dottie is a community created for young Black people to connect socially and romantically. We are changing the conversation around dating, marriage, and intentionality. We're doing live events, we're matchmaking, and changing the conversation online. And that's why we're doing this podcast. There's so much to share and so many people we can't wait for you to meet in upcoming episodes. Thank you for joining. We are so excited to talk to Robin and Big Zach Wallace today from Atlanta. They've been married for 15 years. They have four beautiful children and they have an amazing story. I am not going to get into the details about their careers, but I will tell you a little bit because of course they are baller shot callers. Robin has been in the public health slash biotech world for a long time. She's a data scientist and Big Z, as they call him, was in the music industry for a long time. He wrote for artists like Sierra and CeeLo and Nelly. Did you write for Nelly? Yeah, Nelly, Cheesy, Carrie Hilson, Lloyd. Wow. And then Pivoted, which the Pivot is super deep. He is now owner of Local Green Atlanta, or they are owners of Local Green Atlanta, which is uh, a restaurant in Atlanta that specializes in healthy food that is delicious, but also healthy. They are also the owners of the only first, only and first, is it still the only, or is it just the first? Black-owned restaurant at Disney, Disney. and it's called Local Mm -hmm. Green Orlando. Orlando. So you must go check that out. And then Big Zach just recently was the host of a very awesome show called City Eats. They went around and talked to different restaurant owners and chefs, but the killer of it all, out of all of those restaurants, how many restaurants did you visit? 25 in the first season. Yep. They visited 25 in the first season and six of those got Michelin stars. So that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. But when I tell you- He clearly is killing the game. I mean, six Michelin stars. It's impossible to get a Michelin star party, people. So Big Zach has got big plans ahead. We don't know what's in store for him next. Maybe another season, maybe something else, maybe more restaurants. But food is definitely your gift. The way they met is super cool. I want them to talk a little bit about it. It's not your typical couple. I mean, you've got a data scientist and you've got someone that was in the music industry. Um, that connected right. and found each other. And and um, I think you guys can really learn from this because it's all about being open and matters of the heart, which is which is what we talk right. about all the time. Who wants to tell the party people how you guys met? Well, in my music days, and we was like in the, higher, in the height of it, um, we were going to the club and it was this one club and we're coming through the back and it's like a dance floor where you kind of cut through to get to the VIP section. And I, it had like 30 people with me. Um, CeeLo was actually with me that night. But um, we were coming through the dance floor and going to the section. I saw this girl just standing there with these big, pretty eyes. And I don't know how I caught her eye. And I was just had to, I just approached her. 
it's like an out of body experience. I was just like, I was just like, why are you standing here? And she said, like an angel. She was like an angel. I said, why are you standing here? You know, she was like, like, look, I mean, I was really concerned. Why? Right? And I was just like, because she didn't belong. It's like, why are you standing in the middle of the dance floor? I mean, she wasn't in the middle. It was like, a, I guess she was close to a column or something. But it was just kind of weird that this girl that's so pretty was just standing there. I was, you know, it was peculiar. So I had to ask. And, you know, but I asked her in such a way that it was like we knew we had more to talk about. And, and but I also had an obligation because I was also getting my entourage situated and, you know, we were coming in. So I asked her to walk with me and I said, we'll come back and find your and friend. And it was very respectful. His approach, he was very much of a gentleman. He was very respectful. Um, you know, it, it didn't feel um, like he was being aggressive. And so, you know, and ordinarily, I would not have, you know, gone, you know, when a guy comes up to you in the club, you kind of like, oh, uh, you know, but because of his approach and because he just seemed so genuine, I decided to take a chance and, and I was curious. There was no pickup line. How old were you guys you. when this happened? 20, what's 20, 28, 29? You guys are the exact same age. We yes. are. I'm, I'm, I'm three months older, which is oh a lifetime. Oh my gosh, you guys are too cute. So were you guys both looking for love at this time? Like what was your, what was your headspace? Had you just gotten out of a relationship? Were you just parting just to be parting what what's the deal i was just getting out of a relationship he probably was in quite a few you know music industry right. guy you know he he was living the life and um i was just getting out of a, a of a relationship and at the time i was really focused on my career you know thinking in my mind i had it set that i was going to go to europe to be honest i was in my mind thinking i'm going to go to europe i'm going to become a chief technology officer so i had these plans and so Dating at the time was the last thing on my mind. It really so you was. were just at the club to have a good time with your girlfriend. I was, yeah. I mean, there was a lot going on at the time with um, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, and so yeah. So we decided to just get out, get some air. I just gotten out of a relationship, so I wasn't looking for anything. Just wanted to just be out and have a okay, good time. Okay, so now let's. How did it go from there? You went with him and his friends. I well, I didn't see his friends okay. initially. I just saw. Him. And um, as he tried to accommodate his friends, you know, I looked back to see who was all with him. And I saw this sea of people. And I decided, oh, this probably isn't my jam. You know, this is probably a little too high profile. Um, and so I kind of, you know, politely just excused myself. I didn't say anything. I just, while he was busy and trying to accommodate, you know, his friends, I just you know, slipped out. She ghosted me. Well, she ghosted you in the club, but you didn't have her number at that point. So then what happened? As I was leaving out. So I found my girlfriend. She asked where I was. I told her this guy came up to me and I walked over with him and he had a sea of friends. And as we were leaving out, literally something in my spirit just said, stop. That was God. And it was God. God. It was God. And turn around and go back. So go get your husband. That part. Didn't say that exactly. Didn't say that exactly, but I just knew that there was something there. There was a chemistry, like just, a magnetism. There was a, right. And it wasn't, we maybe talked for how long. I mean, it wasn't even a conversation. I don't think we even. Three sentences. Maybe three sentences. It wasn't. But something on my way out just said, go back. And I did. I just listened to that inner voice and went back and found him. I tapped a guy. Um, he was in the VIP VIP section, so I tapped the guy. I said, "Can you, you know 
get his attention. And he did. And he said, um, he I came back. Like, he was like, I was, I was like, like, I was looking for you. Like, there she is. She came back. <laughs> we exchanged numbers yeah. and we talked. It just seems dated, like we had, and dated and for a few months. Yes. And then we just haven't been apart. Okay. Since. So there's a couple of things I want to talk to you all about. Cause you shared some stuff with me when we, you know, I know you all. And we got to get into it. On one of the dates that you guys had, I remember you went to the gym. At the time, Zach, you were a much larger man. I believe you said you were 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah I was 305. And so I was trying to get her attention. And I was like, you know, calling her. She was she was so driven. She was focused. And like her day was like, boom, boom, boom. And I'd be like, what you doing today? And it's like every day I could never really see how I could fit and chill in her schedule and just get to know her, you know? So it was like, I was, I said, um, she said, well, I got to work out. And I was like, all right, well, you need to come work out with me. And she was like, no, I'm serious. Don't, you know, I'm, I don't play with my workout. And I was like, no, I'm serious. I ain't gonna try nothing funny. So she comes over to my house and we run. Cause I told her I, I got some good heels in my neighborhood. I got a good, you know, running neighborhood. And she's a city girl. She stayed in the city. So that was, you know, that sounded safe for her. She comes over and we were actually jogging. And she says, she said, I'm going to add 10 years to your life while we were jogging, right? Party people, did you hear what Big Zach just said? They were on a date. They were running hills in Zach's neighborhood. And she said to him, I'm going to put 10 years on your life. That is what I'm yep. talking about, pouring into somebody, giving mm -hmm. them hope, inspiration, showing that you care. Yeah. We hadn't kissed. We hadn't actually probably gone to a restaurant. We hadn't really started dating. It was like our, it was like one, one of, of our first things. dates. Yeah, and and how really did you was. feel when she said that to you? She she dropped a bomb. You know, I was like, wow. You know, associating uh, exercise and fitness with longevity. You know, because at that point, twenty eight years old, you're invincible. Like I don't even know how I got to three hundred five pounds. I never felt like I was that heavy. You know, and I never cared. It was lifestyle. I never carried myself like that either. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I always, like, this bubbly guy that never felt out of shape. You know what I'm saying? But true indeed, that became uh, health and, and uh, lifestyle. That became a part of our lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. as we as we began to date and build and grow together. What's fascinating, Robin, is that you were attracted to, to Zach. What was it about him that you were attracted to? His aura, his energy? He was handsome, um, but it was, it was charisma. It was his approach. Um, it was his spirit. It was this energy. About That's him. why in-person connection he, and meeting people in person is so important because you can't pick up on yes. body language, on the heart, on the soul, on the spirit when you're just dealing with online. Yeah. I could tell by the way he looked at me when he Aww. talked to me, the way he talked to other people, you know, just, um, he just had... When people talk about you because they they had never seen me like like really serious about that's somebody. another thing yeah people would come up to me and say oh my gosh he really likes you you know so just to um have that interaction with him and he was interesting he was funny so he had a great personality so i definitely i don't know i don't even think i even really thought about the weight so much you know i just that's right like That's him. right, because you were it was like all about matters of the heart, which is why in person exactly. meeting people in real life is so important. And let me say this for the record, you know, I was three hundred and five, but it was like 
it went with my persona. It was weird because when I look back, I'm like, how, how was I ever 300 pounds? But it just like Big Zach was just like a whole profile. It was a whole like, brand. Vibe. It was a like, whole brand. He was a he whole was brand. Ass. He was just fun, just witty, whatever. Like, you know, but thank God had he other did have plans. other plans. Okay. So a couple of things. How long did you guys date before you got married? We dated. We dated what, about two, three years. No, two years. Two years before. Okay, we got and Zach, there was something that you said that Robin said to you that I think is really important. I think mm. were you about to kiss her, or where were you all? You were doing something. Something was up. This might have been our first kiss. Yes, it, your first very kiss. Well. Let's talk about first, your first kiss. Yeah, it was one night we hung out, went to a friend. I wanted to just chill. It's a lot of. It was around Christmas time. It was a lot of things happening in the city. I didn't want to be out at clubs like that or restaurants. And so I, I was asking her what she wanted to do. And she was like, let's just ride and talk. And I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Because she's not a girl that want to go and go get some tapas somewhere and, and hookah. I don't know if we had hookah then. But, you know, she just didn't want to. She just was feeling my vibe. Right. Because my vibe was I wanted to chill, too. I didn't know what to say. But I don't, you don't tell a new date. Let's ride and talk, right? You know, without y'all being on the same page, so I said, "Can you mind if I mind, you mind if I show you my office?" So it was coming through downtown. We had an office in the middle of the city, and she was like, "Sure, you know." So we stopped by my office, showing her my office, and walking around. And then, so when we get to a certain place, it was like it was like kind of like the conversation just kept going up and up and up. And I'm like, "Okay, I know, I know what I know what to do right here. Let me go in for my first kiss, right? We kissed, right? I went in for my kiss." And then I came out of the kiss feeling like like something transpired. I looked at her in those same eyes that made me stop in the club at night. And I said, what do you see in me? And she said, I see God in you. Aww. After that, I was like, I'm That is trouble. a line. <laughs> and I had to be really serious about what it was. Because when he asked me that question, I had to look and think about what I took a minute to think, what is it that, that I is see some serious him? dating that game on both sides for Zach, for you to say to her, which is, first of all, you were so vulnerable party people. We always talk about vulnerability. How attractive was that when you said, Robin, what do you see in me? And I know you looked her in the eye and you, Robin, I know you melted. And then for you to respond and say, I see God in you, both y'all had game. And obviously it's not game. This is sincerely how you felt, but it just sounds like yeah. that was such a tender moment that just, I mean, that's making my heart melt. And I've heard this before. It just seems so tender to me. And Arvi, let me tell you something. I remember considering, I was always, I was always testing Robin for a breaking point, right? Why? I knew I was new money i was coming into new fame i knew i had a light you know what i'm saying and and i was always kind of subliminally testing her when when not like not to run her off but just more or less to give her giving her little pop out. quizzes to kind of pop quizzes to see it was it was little things that would pop up moments that would pop up while i would ask her stuff things and she would answer them in a way that if it was game then, hey, I just got to run with it, you know, because it was that moment. I could, what do you say to that? What do you say to somebody saying, taking their time, breathing, and then saying, I see God in you? You know, it was just the most, when they say real, recognize real, when you have your real moment, you better make magic out of that moment because that's, right. that's a magical moment. You better make momentum out of that moment right. and get your magic.
That was beautiful. I mean, it was just, that whole moment was tender to me. I mean, I can just see it. I visualize it. The vulnerability that you showed, Robin, I know you were attracted to that, to that for him to say, what do you see in me? Um, party people. And this is, I'm talking to the men and to the women. That is a great line to ask someone when you're starting to feel somebody right before a kiss, right after a kiss. What do you see in me? Tell me. And the dating scene, and the dating scene in Atlanta, it was like everybody had a lot of options. Oh, Let me yeah. say that. Everybody had a lot of options. It was just the beautiful women everywhere. A lot of dudes with a lot of money everywhere. You know, she, she had a lot, a lot of options. I had a lot of options. And to find something real in a moment like that, in a time like that, and for us both to be on the same page to identify each other, right. it was like, that magic. was that was it. That's it was magic. magic. Well... Thank you for sharing that. I've got a question for you all. You got married. Zach, I guess you stayed in the music industry. You went on, Robin, and continued doing what you were doing with data, science, work, what you're currently doing still today. And, and you know, mm -hmm. now you're raising a family. Um, how did you guys get into the restaurant, the food thing? Explain that to me. Well, to the, um, the point journey. about the, ten, the journey, yeah, about the 10 years added to, to your life, you know, Robin really used to challenge me um, to, you know, change my eating habits, right? right? Like so, no fast food. No fast food. Like that's something that I just would say, I don't even see a fast food restaurant. I just don't. We rather, I'd rather eat somewhere else. And so I think that lifestyle, we, that was our adopted, you know, lifestyle. But then how yep. did the restaurant, and why a restaurant? What happened? When did this restaurant open? And Zach, you've always been an entrepreneur, I believe. But that's just a big pivot going from the music industry to local to green Atlanta. Yeah, local green. And, you know, it's probably we've been together 10 years, maybe. And, you know, I was getting uh, around 40. I just hit 40, 41. And I was just like, man, I don't I still don't have music is cool. I still don't have that legacy thing. You know what I'm saying? That I just it really feels my spirit on like it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like my my musical accolades were, for, you know, for everyone else. Like more people said it about me than I said about myself. I still didn't feel like I had accomplished anything. So I was looking for something more meaningful, something that I could, like, I felt like I could uh, bring my parents to and my kids to. You know, I couldn't bring them to the studio. I really didn't want Robin coming to the studio after a certain, certain point in time. And so Local Green was the answer to that. Um, when I started looking at my own health journey, started creating my own recipes from my travels. The first how much to, weight too did you lose? I, you lost, lost, I lost 70 wow. pounds. Wow. This is over, and, uh, this is over 10 years or over. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I really lost 70 pounds in the first, the first year we got married. I lost 70 okay, pounds. Okay. Well, we talked about them. having yeah. somebody in your life that's adding value, that yeah. part. Yeah, 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 I did, I did, and and so <laughs> she did. I'm sorry, but um, and from that though, you know, so the journey of food came in me understanding how the vigorous workout. Yeah, you'll lose a lot of weight, but it's really about sustainability. Mm -hmm. And there were things in culture and lifestyle that I hadn't learned yet that I learned over the course of the next maybe eight years, right, seven eight years, and so my travels. And all the exposure I had to food and different cuisines, I started thinking about nutrition differently mm -hmm. and how do you eat, 
you know, how do you eat to live and still make it delicious and nutritious. So I would start to collect these recipes in my mind and come home and create them. And it'll be like my thing. And then, you know, friends come over. I'm like, try this. Arvia and Jay come over. Hey, try this. What you think about this avocado egg white sandwich? And on on a, on a, uh, a 21 grain bread. And I knew the protein. I knew the fiber. I was just like gung-ho on it. And and from that, that's where Local Green actually was birthed. And what, what triggered it was a dear friend, a dear friend of mine, um, our village mother, Miss Gigi, she passed. She had uh, cancer and then she was gone in like less than a month. So and I was sorry. like, it's our food. And I think about, thank you. And I think about what Miss Gigi used to make. And it was, you know, it was very common to walk in the house and, and smell the smells and the aromatics of traditional soul food. And I wanted to get us off of that. I wanted to get us off of fried food, uh, for meat like that, you know, the overconsumption right. of meat. You know, those that, that thing kind of just became really real to me. And I'm like, I got the voice and the passion to do it. And, you know, it was my assignment. And so that's where Local Green took So off. you started with the food truck and then you eventually expanded to the restaurant. And then you were on the yeah. Today Show, which is how you got to Disney. Got exposed by Disney. Yeah. And we're yeah. talking about love yeah. and your relationship. But I do think that that's the part about your career and your pivot is important because it's the power of partnership. It's clear to me that Robin played a huge role in helping you pivot and leave your legacy. You wanted to have a real legacy. Robin told you when she the first or second date, I'm going to put 10 years on your life and your health yeah. journey started. Um, and then Robin, you've stayed in your corporate America life and, and big right. Zach, you've been able to do your entrepreneurial life. And it's, and it's, merged and it's merged too because now we yes. work together yeah yeah so. I was gonna say, robin has been very instrumental in you know articulating the brand story with you know when i look at all the early pictures of all my pop-ups you know anything i'm doing I, I see old pictures and i'm on the front line doing interviews talking to people but robin's right there in the background like she's whether we we're doing a pop-up and we're doing smoothies aside berry bowls or whatever she's in the background quietly head down you know just supporting her man and supporting the vision and, and, and even though that was not her vision it became her vision by way of the mission you know and what it means to our legacy to our family and now we you know that we talk about disney our son was the the manager for our disney location wow. yeah he actually took a gap year and moved to orlando for a year and you know worked operations there so you think about this being a legacy brand and how we see so many other cultures where the family all, you know, rolls up their sleeves and, right. and help build the brand. And it goes on for generations and generations and generations. You know, we, we too often, we, we miss that. Right. And this gives us opportunity, opportunity to do that, you know, for it to be just something else. That's an option for the kids and, the, and their kids. That's a beautiful story. Um, yes. We don't yes. have a lot of time. So I want to ask both of you all, what advice do you have for our young men and women as they're trying to navigate this world called life and trying to find their happily ever after with the noise of social media and, you know, the lack of in-person? Well, actually, it's gotten much better uh, since COVID, but the in-person interactions and how it's just gotten so awkward. What advice do you have for them? Um, I know Zach, I think you have a great advice that you give your sons. I think you should share that to, to our young men. And then Robin, why don't you share what you do? Starting with kids, with, I teach my kids early 
I have four boys. We have four boys and I teach them early to speak to a woman. You know, we're going somewhere, we're in this space, you know, whether it's a cruise, whether it's a a big outing at a big festival, Dreamville concert, wherever we are, don't just come back over here whispering about and acting all shyish exactly. about about some cute girls take a shot take a chance go talk to her say hello tell her say hello beautiful look her in the eyes see if she smiles back um you know ask her name keep going until she you know maybe maybe she goes you maybe she gives you her number you know but i'm i try to always force them to you know encourage them i should say to you know shoot their shot you know and don't and don't be afraid, you know, take a chance, be a leader, you know, be a, be a king. And as far as um, advice to uh, young couples, besides the obvious chemistry uh, requirements you, you have, you know, you know, I would really say keep God in the middle. You know, if you keep God in the middle, it kind of answer some of the things. It'd be times where you'd be like, man, forget this, I'm out. And because your ego, right, you bring your ego of who you were before you met her and trying not to lose yourself. You bringing that to, to the marriage. Well, the reality is, you know, God might, God will always have other plans. If, if you keep them in the middle, you, you will find your way through that issue or whatever it is and come out on the other side and realize this part on the other side of the problem that we have with each other is the person that the, the two people that love each other. And so, you know, God has been there for us in so yes. many different times. That's why we kind of understand. We've gotten to a place where we understand that, hey, this could be a temporary feeling that we're having. This, you know, this frustration, ugh, it get on my nerves. Ugh, who she thinks she's talking to? It, we, you know, we get past that. We've gotten past it so many times, and now we just trust. That's awesome. In it, in it, we, That's we great. And Robin? Keep your options open in terms of, don't be so closed-minded with what you say you want. People come, you know, sometimes I have girlfriends or I remember growing up and it's like, I, I have a list. You know, he has to look like this. He has to live here. He has to do this. He has to do that. You know, you have all these, this criteria that you set and then, you know, you end up um, limiting yes. yourself to yes. opportunity and to love. Oh, and to love. And so I would, you limit yourself to for opportunities and to love creating and, and creating love. unrealistic expectations and this expectations just don't even i mean it's things that are so superficial and when you really realize you know you when is after you get married it becomes things like you know is he going to be there for me can yeah. i count on him does he show up? those things aren't usually on your list you know your list is usually things that are very um material or very superficial and so i would say number one don't limit yourself, you know, make sure that you are open to talking to somebody who you wouldn't ordinarily, if he's shorter than you would expect, or if he's darker, whatever it is, you know, just get to the heart of a person. And then two, I would say for couples um, going forth, you know, when you are dating, you know, also eliminate the, um, I guess the, the, the constraints or the criteria that other people put on you. You know, I think a, a lot of our earlier years I was spending trying to get over the idea of what I thought this relationship would be, given what I thought, you know, this marriage should be like this. So, you know, usually, you know, over time you start to learn a person and you create what's best for you all, not what's best for your parents, not what's worked for your girlfriend 
or, you know, your situation is your situation. And so you have to be willing to figure that out, what works for you guys and however that looks. That's great advice. Party people, you set your own values, your your own parameter in terms of what's important to you and your partner. I think that's really important. And keeping people out, too, of that. We don't bring people into our marriage. And, and I think that even goes with boyfriend and girlfriends. That's right. Yeah, because all those voices and all of the noise, you know, it's just that. It it's is a lot, lot of noise. noise. And it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, when you guys are home together and you guys are looking at each other, it's really about what works 100%. for you all. So no one else can tell you that other than 100%. Thank you, Robin and Zach, so much for being on. We really appreciate it. I know our young people are going to learn so much more. And um, we'll have you on again. There's there's still so much more to unpack. Thanks for listening to Dottie's House. We'd love to know your thoughts about today's episode. Join the conversation on Instagram. Follow us at The Dottie Club. And if you're looking for your happily ever after, apply today at thedottyclub.com. Be sure to follow our podcast wherever you listen so you can join us for the next episode.